0: When you enrich the lives of your employees through purpose-powered leadership, they'll grow your business for you. Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where you'll discover how to champion a culture of courage and love. Stop dealing with symptoms and get to the root of the problems in your business. This is the Higher Purpose Podcast with your host, Kevin Monroe. Hey, it's Kevin Monroe. This is episode 58 of the Higher Purpose purpose podcast i'm calling this 10 tips for living with higher purpose starting now today but before we go through these tips let me tee up the conversation with you lately i've been enjoying a lot of rich conversations not only with the guests we've had on the show I mean, last week we had Oscar Trimboli and what a rich conversation that was. A very different kind of conversation. And then before that, it was Nick Craig. But there's just been this series of awesome conversations. But the ones that I've also been enjoying are with you who listen. If you will, allow me to make an observation that feeds into today's conversation. About a month ago, I was frustrated. And if I can be completely candid with you, I was frustrated about a lot of things, several of them related to the podcast, and I was so close to not recording episode 54. I was actually pondering taking a week off, maybe even a whole month off, maybe even stopping the podcast altogether. No, not seriously, but you know, that thought had crept through the back of my mind. Then there was a fortuitous series of events. Now, that sounds way bigger and really more cool than it was. Truth is, there were two things that happened very close together four weeks ago today from the day I'm recording this. And in case you're interested, it's 8 August 28th when I'm recording this. And it was July 30th that an email and then a tweet came in that provided the courage to record a candid conversation. And something happened through that conversation. And you responded. And since that episode, I've enjoyed a dramatic increase in conversations. Now, I'll leave it to people smarter than me to figure out if that's just correlation or if there's some kind of causation. I don't know. It's beyond me. What I can say is that I'm really glad I persevered because what's been on the other side of almost pulling the plug and not showing up that day has been quite remarkable. And actually, that kind of sets the stage for today. So imagine, if you will, that we're gathered either for a one-on-one conversation or just a very small, intimate group sitting around a fire. Now, this weekend, Liberty weekend, that's ahead of us, which will be behind us when you hear this. But we're going up to the mountains and we will sit, weather permitting, around a fire ring and just have these wonderful conversations. So see yourself sitting there with us outdoor fire pit, enjoying our favorite beverages. Now, for me, make mine a hot chocolate. And we're talking about ways you can live higher purpose today. Whether you have as much clarity about your personal purpose as you'd like or not, you don't have to wait for clarity to come. Action leads to clarity. Action leads to clarity. And here are some things you can do right now Because you're already on the higher purpose pathway. You're on the journey. So I wanna walk you through these 10. So the first one, make peace with the past, your past, whatever it is, however painful elements of your past may be. So what I wanna encourage you to do is reconcile everything from your past that seeks to keep you captive to your past. If you've wronged others, seek forgiveness. If you've disappointed yourself, oh yeah, let's talk about this. Because many of us have, we've had those disappointing events in our own lives. You may need to forgive yourself for disappointments, failures, frustrations, whatever it is. You now, they're wise words for an old mentor. He said, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, I got to say this. In reality, there are some people that it's difficult to live at peace with because they don't enjoy life conflict-free. They're always looking for a conflict. But you, as far as it depends on you, you make the effort. You make the determination that you're going to live at peace with everyone. Now, back to this issue of failures. If you have a past failure, let it go. Let it go. Let me say that again. Make peace with your mistakes. Folks, I've made some mistakes. I was part of a failed startup in business. You may have heard me talk about this before, and I thought it was over. Lights out. You had your one chance at entrepreneurship or, you know, or air quotes, fame and fortune, whatever, however you identify it. You had a chance. You took a chance. It did not turn out the way you had hoped somebody's told you game over. No, it's not. You know, as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. So if you are listening to this podcast, you have a pulse. I know that. It's a scientific fact. If you're listening to this podcast, you have a pulse. It's not too late. Some of you Now, I hope you follow the metaphor here. You need to find a new movie to watch because the movie that's on replay in your mind is the one of your epic, catastrophic failure. And every time you walk up to the theater, you see the marquee and the marquee talks about, you know, your failure and it just keeps you locked there. So you need to make peace with your mistakes and recognize that today is a new day. There is a fresh start. Now, there's one more possibility of the past that I want to bring up because it's very real. And if it's happened to you, it can be very painful. This is what if others have wronged you? What if you were the air quotes around victim? I don't like using victim language, but there are times when you're actually the victim. You know, I've been a victim of some things in the past. And one of those helped me realize this, that forgiveness is a decision. It's not a feeling. You can't wait for the feeling. You choose to forgive and you hope that in time the feeling catches up. As I sat and I spoke with this friend, I was taken back to a corporate situation where I'd gone through some stuff. And I don't want to go into that long story, but the short version of it was that I had to choose to forgive people that had made a false allegation against me. That gave me moral authority that some year and a half later that I'm sitting talking to a friend who also had been wronged. And what happened to this friend of mine is that he bore the brunt of a racial insult. And we're sitting there and I took him out to the parking lot. I still vividly can see the conversation where we were set today. We're in the parking garage and I asked him, could I speak to him as a friend, not as a boss? Could I speak to you as a friend? He said, yes. I said, here's what I want to ask you. Are you willing to forgive this person for the wrong they've done? And I remember he looked at me and he said, they haven't asked me to forgive them. I said, you know what? Here's the bombshell. They may never, because for them, they may not ever recognize they were in the wrong. And long story short, he came to the place where he said, yeah, you know, I can forgive. So I want to say this to you. If there's something like that that's happened to you, I want to encourage you to forgive, to find the grace to forgive. Because if you don't, there's some quotation. I don't even know the source of it. It's attributed to several people, so I'm not sure who the original source was. That unforgiveness is like a poison you drink hoping someone else will get sick or die, right? Unforgiveness locks you up. It doesn't do anything to the person who wronged you. And then I love this from Lewis Smeeds. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. So Reconcile the past, make peace with the past, whatever that takes for you. Number two, the second tip for living with higher purpose, and this is related to number one, and that is to recognize or to realize your greatest pain, your deepest hurt may be the source of your greatest strength. Let me say that again. Your deepest hurt can become the source of your greatest victory or your greatest strength. That may be hard for you to hear. And in some cases, it may actually be unfathomable for you to imagine at this moment when you're going through something awful. You've heard the saying probably that you can either get bitter about it or you can get better. It's your choice. But we've all gone through something that was painful. We've all gone through hardship. A musician that I loved years ago had this song, There's Bound to Come Some Trouble in Your Life. It's an old Rich Mullins tune. Sooner or later, there's bound to come some trouble in your life. Going through a failed startup for me, being fired from a church, what I thought was my life calling, struggles with depression, frustrations, anger. You know, you can look at that and say, all of that just— creates reasons why not, or you can look at it and say it creates credibility. It creates compassion. And as the story I just shared, it creates moral authority because you've gone through something and you've come out of it the other side of victor. You can help people that are going through whatever it was you went through. So that's a way, that's a tip for Living a higher purpose life starting today. Number three, the third tip. Oh, oh my gosh. There's some fun with this one, okay? Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop it now. Okay, so maybe you've lived your life or part of your life in the shadow of someone else. And it was others who were always comparing you to someone else. You know, sometimes the younger child, mother or father, aunt, uncle, grandparent, inadvertently, it's somewhat innocent. But they're always talking about, oh, couldn't you be more like, you know, the big brother, the big sister? And you're living in their shadow. Or maybe you're the one. That's been doing the comparison and that you've always tried to measure yourself up against someone, against somebody that you thought had the ideal life, the ideal business, the ideal career, and you've been envious of them. Let's be honest. So what I want to encourage you to do is find the strength to be uniquely you. Go back to the conversation. There are two of them in this podcast that are really good back in the archives. One of them goes way back with Tom Winninger. It was about a year ago that I spoke to Tom about your true DNA, divine natural attribute. And then just two weeks ago, the episode with Nick Craig, where he defined purpose as your unique contribution that you have to offer the world that only you can give. The only comparison that leads you or me forward is comparing our present self with our best self and leaning in and moving forward. So quite honestly, we need you and your gift, just like the world needs me and my gift to show up authentically. So stop comparing. Don't let comparison drive you down. The fourth tip, this is what some people would call the curse of the ordinary. Maybe you feel that you are just too ordinary, that there is nothing especially unique or valuable about you. You might realize that you're different And if you're anything like me, I've been told I've been different a lot of times through life. It's at times it's led me to undervalue that difference and reject the difference. And instead of accepting the difference, trying to conform and fit in. Let me just say what I have to say to myself. I say it to you. Stop it. Stop trying to fit in and instead cultivate your willingness and your courage to stand out. Be different. Speak up and show up as you, authentically and wonderfully you. You know, a friend of mine, brand new grandparent, will be a guest on the podcast sometime soon, Susie Miller. And I was thinking of this when I saw the pictures of her new grandson. You know, we look at babies and we think they are flawless. And people say things, you know, oh, just perfect. The babies are perfect the way they are. The psalmist used the phrase fearfully and wonderfully made. And we often think of that with babies. We look at them and go, oh, isn't that beautiful? You know, fearfully and wonderfully made. I want to ask you something. When did you stop believing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? When you look in the mirror in the morning or whenever it is, when you look in the mirror throughout the day, do you see fearfully and wonderfully made? Or are you tempted to believe that you are now fatally And totally flawed. So I got to tell you, stop it. You know, when I look at my journey, my upbringing, I am as ordinary as they come. Seriously, folks, ordinary as they come. But I'm committed to living an extraordinary life by doing ordinary things with extraordinary flair and care. Refuse to use the fact that you are ordinary or the belief that you are ordinary as an excuse. Just do whatever it is that you're gifted and equipped to do with such extraordinary focus, energy, and effort that it is extraordinary. All right, so the fifth, kind of taking a little bit of a turn here, the fifth tip for living with higher purpose today And I love this one. See the people others choose to overlook. You know what I'm talking about, I hope. We all go through life, and there are people around us, around you, that others just overlook all the time. They see them as invisible or insignificant. If you want to live an extraordinary life and if you want to live a life of higher purpose, live with your eyes and ears open, your antenna up, and see those people others choose to overlook. Be aware of them. Make eye contact with them. Follow the example of Mother Teresa and touch the untouchables. Be friends with the friendless. Get to know their name and engage them in meaningful conversation. Value them and speak to them of that value. Help them to see that they are valuable. Lift up those who are living in a tough spot of life or who are in a perpetually downtrodden stage. So see those people. That is a key to living with higher purpose. So we've gone through five. Let me hit the rest of these. Number six, the sixth way that you can live with higher purpose starting today, and that is to shine your light and share it with others. When you are presented the choice of fanning the flame of someone else's dream or of dousing it, fan it. Let me say that again. When you're presented the choice of fanning the flame of someone else's dream or dashing their hopes, dousing their flame, fan it. A couple of thoughts here. These are not original to me. I don't know who said these, but they are brilliant ideas. Brilliant because they're smart, but they also have to do with brightness. Brilliant in that sense. Lighting someone else's candle won't make your shine any less brightly. So encouraging someone else's dream, encouraging them on their path to purpose doesn't diminish you in any way. Actually, in their eyes, it will make your candle shine more brightly. And the corollary of this is true. Extinguishing someone else's flame doesn't increase your brightness. Now to that person, it actually belittles you in their eyes. You know that. So cheer others on. If you ever have this situation where someone who was your protege or your mentee, when they surpass you on their journey and you have the opportunity to either criticize, belittle, or cheer them on, cheer them on and be thankful that you had the opportunity to contribute to their journey, even if they forgot you did. Number seven, be kind today and every day. Kindness has this catalytic effect. Kindness has the opportunity to connect you to purpose like very little else. And part of that's just because the world we live in now has become increasingly unkind. So just being aware of the people you encounter on your journey today and taking the opportunity to be kind whenever it presents itself, however small You may think it is. There is no such thing as a small act of kindness. There just isn't. You have no idea the ripple effects of kindness. You know, back when we were doing the extraordinary experiment a few weeks ago, a friend of mine, Roy, shared this story and he gave me permission to share it. It was a story of his grandfather who was working in the mines out in a rural area. And a gentleman that his grandfather worked with had just had a new baby and needed to get to town to get some supplies. And he didn't have a vehicle himself and ask Roy's grandfather, would he take him? And Roy's grandfather did. And, and this was a great, I don't mean expense of money, but great expense of time. You know, it took better part of a day to take this young father to get the supplies he needed for his family. Well, fast forward about 45, 50 years. Roy's Grandfather had grown, started his own family, and had now deceased. And Roy works in the hospital system. And his grandmother contacted Roy to ask if Roy could help her untangle and figure out, you know, the stacks of hospital bills. And, man, I know what these look like from my mother's on. Extended health care dilemma and, you know, a stack of hospital bills a foot thick. And Roy called the hospital and asked. And they said, no, there is no bill. There's nothing due. And and Roy's like, no, 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 you don't understand. And made an inquiry and kept pushing and got to someone else at the hospital. And they said, no, sir, let me explain. There is no indebtedness. Someone else paid the bill in its entirety. And when, you know, Kind of Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, what had happened. This gentleman that Roy's grandfather had helped told that story to his children time and time again. Thanked this man for his kindness. This man's son had become a doctor and lived in the town. And when he heard, saw the obituary of Roy's grandfather passing away, this man settled the bill, all of the unpaid hospital bills, as a way to repay the act of kindness done to his father. And Roy was totally blown away and just talked about the long tail reach, the long tail impact of kindness. So kindness, be kind today and every day. Number eight, and this is kind of a corollary or a Parallel path to being kind, be an encourager. When you see or sense someone struggling, acknowledge them and lend a helping hand. Offer a word of encouragement. Back to shine a light. When you see or sense promise or potential in someone, do whatever you can to affirm it and encourage it and invest in them. And if you come across someone who's disillusioned, who seems struggling at the moment, distressed, discouraged, depressed, stop, ask and listen and find a way to pour into them. You know, just offer to sit down and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea with them. Sit down to have lunch. Take them to lunch. Just show that you believe in them and encourage them. That is a way that you are living with higher purpose. These last two may be the type of thing that you're actually expecting me to talk about when I talk about purpose and living a life of purpose. So I want you to discover your dream. Number nine, discover your dream. If you've not yet discovered your dream, invest some time. Just get alone somewhere. Or maybe go off with a friend if you struggle doing it alone. Make your dream vivid and make it visual now for you that may be writing it out if you're someone who likes to write maybe it's mapping it out with you know a bit of a plan or maybe it's drawing it out with visuals if you're artistically inclined but discover your dream go down the road where do you want to be in three years five years ten years get vivid about that and describe it as though you were there in the future write about what's going on when you look around in your ideal future now i want to encourage you to be careful how and with whom you share your dream there's a story a biblical story that illustrates you know that some folks Don't appreciate your dream the way you see your dream. There was the one man known as Joseph the youngest favored son of 12 sons, or I think he was number 11 of 12. And his father had given him the coat of many colors. You remember that. And Joseph said, I had a dream. Guess what, brothers? You all were serving me, and that didn't go over well. So what'd they do? They dug a pit, threw him in it, left him to die. They felt bad about that, so then they got him out of the pit and sold him into slavery. Sometimes you just have to use caution about who are the people with whom you share your dream. But I want to encourage you to write it down, to make it vivid, to make it visual. And then you do need to connect with other people who will encourage your dream. So connect with other people who are committed to live a life of purpose. People who will encourage you and your dreams... And people who are gracious and supportive of you when you fail or when you fall on that journey. And you will encounter difficulties. So have people around you that believe in you, that you believe in them, and you can mutually support one another. If you're looking for a place like that, several people have found that in the Higher Purpose community. It's a Facebook group. Go to livehigherpurpose.com and you can join us there. But it's fine people. That want to support and encourage you on your path. Finally, I want to invite you. Actually, I want to encourage you. Eh, What's stronger than encourage you? I want to admonish you to abandon scarcity, abandon scarcity mentality, scarcity thinking, and to embrace abundance. You know, in the upcoming weeks, I'm really hoping to have Juliana Park join us for a conversation where we will go deep into this. I found this diagram a year and a half ago, and I just realized it was Juliana's about a month ago out of a surge. But it's a vivid visual of two loops, and you and I are in one of these two loops all the time. And too many of us have spent our time in the scarcity loop. And the scarcity loop, it starts with fear. Fear creates anxiety. Anxiety leads to poor choices. Poor choices lead to bad outcomes. So if you are living in a scarcity mindset, if you're surrounded by people who are always reminding you what you don't have, what you can't do, well, You need to change company for one, but you need to change your mindset. You need to rewire your brain. You need to renew your thinking, renew your mind. And Juliana, in the other diagram, the abundance loop starts with this. Gratitude. Gratitude. Gratitude creates peace of mind. Peace of mind leads to wise choices. Wise choices allow good outcomes better outcomes to happen and i've reflected on this every bad decision i've ever made happened out of a scarcity mindset or let me say it like this every good decision i've ever made happened out of an abundant mindset so if you want to make better decisions Ground your life in gratitude and cultivate abundance. Ground your life in gratitude. For me, this has taken on a new. Approach, not just having a gratitude practice in the morning, but letting gratitude permeate my day several moments throughout the day, starting with gratitude. So I want to invite you to do that. Ground your day, ground your work, ground your life in gratitude. And it only takes a few seconds at a time. You know, before you have a meal, take a moment of gratitude. Before you start a project, take a moment of gratitude. Just five, ten seconds, continually and perpetually ground it in gratitude. Well, there you have it. So those are 10 tips for living with higher purpose starting today. Now I want to invite you to take action. If you're listening to this podcast on the day of the release or somewhere around the release, if you're listening to it on the day of the release, there are 118 days left in the year 2018. I'd love for you to ponder this question. What do you need to do between now and the end of 2018? So that when January 1st, 2019 arrives, you are ready to find, follow, and fulfill your purpose with gusto. This is now framing a lot of the conversations I'm having because I find myself interacting with people who are 2018 has been a difficult year or they're in a difficult place in their business, leadership or life right now. There are changes they need to make. And I'm encouraging you, if you have a change you need to make, begin to ponder. What can you do now? If you're listening to this sometime later than the time of its release, if it's not, you know, like in September 2018, just think of it a different way. Think of it. What can you do in the next 60 to 90 days that? put you in the frame of mind for the next 365 days to be phenomenal. So that's what I want to invite you to consider. What do you need to do between now and the end of 2018 so you enter 2019 ready to find, follow, and fulfill your purpose? If there's something I can do to help you on that journey, reach out to me. You know how to reach me, Kevin, at higherpurposepodcast.com. And then I want to turn the tables one little bit here. If you have a question that you'd like to ask me, if you were to think, okay, wow, what if we're sitting down at this conversation, but rather than it's Kevin sharing 10 tips for living with higher purpose with me, what would I like to ask Kevin? If there's any question you could ask me, what would it be? Well, email me. Kevin at HigherPurposePodcast.com or reach out to me on Facebook. However you find me, reach out to me. I'd love to hear that because we'll dedicate an upcoming episode to that topic. Well, before we leave, thanks again for joining me. I want to encourage you to live, love, and lead with purpose. You will be glad you did and the world will be a better place because you did. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Remember, if you ever think that your work could be less ordinary, there's not much between you and something extraordinary. Just 13 weeks and a bold experiment. Find out more at 13weekstoextraordinary.com.